Welcome to Spiel and Deal and the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of SandySpiel.com. And with me today, as always, is a producer and moderator of the podcast, Ramin Forgani. The season is here. Class 5A, we got to break it down. Jumping right into it, you can catch the pleasantries in the 7A podcast. 5A, starting on the boys' side, your top five are going to be Tri-Cities, St. Pius, Veterans, Eagles Landing, and Woodward Academy. Your top two Tri-Cities comes down to Class 5A from Class 6A last year, St. Pius rising from Class 4A. And you look at the analysis a little bit here, Kyle, and um, the formula for getting in the top 10 seems to be the same. You return some talent, get some transfers in, and uh, up you go in the rankings. Yeah, that's usually how it. Uh, it's usually how it happens. Teams that return the bulk of their their starting five, the most of their lineup comes back, and you have a really good chance. And then you add in a couple transfers here and there, and you have the the, the perfect recipe to go very very far. And uh, Tri Cities, uh, you know, fits that bill to a T. Considering they have Peyton Daniels coming back. Uh, Eli King, all these guys, Devon Cottle, uh, just just a ton coming back. Simeon Cottle as well. And then you add in some uh, transfers like Chancellor Johnson, um, the Kendon Wilberg, uh, a few others, Will Norwood, uh, big six-foot-nine presence. So Tri-Cities, they have a lot coming back on paper. They are the team to beat. This is a team that already won a state championship, not last year, but the year before um when they had demarcus johnson with some late game heroics to win it all um so this is a a core that you know outside of Peyton daniels some of those guys were coming off the bench didn't see huge minutes but they were still part of that program and amari forts uh is not graduating any tradition the past couple years so these guys know how to win big games they've got a, a state title ring already on a couple of those kids fingers and i think they're ready to try and come back and get one more before they all graduate and so, Kyle, in your write-up, you say the one and two, at least on paper, are pretty defined here in Tri-Cities and St. Pius. But beyond that, it gets a bit hazy. Um, how hard was it to rank the remaining eight in the top ten for 5A? Yeah, it's definitely a, a mixed bag. And even if you want to throw St. Pius into that into that uh, you know three through ten kind of scrum, I guess you could. But St. Pius has just been so good. We've seen them play for two state titles before. We've seen them. Uh, you know, play their best basketball when it comes to February and March. So, uh, and they have a lot coming back as well. So that 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 lends them to being um, a, a pretty safe pick, a, a competent pick, and coming in at that number two spot to open up. But yeah, you look at three through ten, it does get crazy. Veterans is in there. Um, they got they got some talent on TJ Grant, who's coming back after he led that team to their best record in school history. Uh, so they're going to be quite tough. You're looking at uh, Warner Robbins, who comes in at number six. They're going to be battling with with veterans the entire way through. You know that's that Middle Georgia uh, toughness that you see with veterans and Warner Robbins. Those two teams went back and forth, back and forth um, all of last year. Uh, and I think Warner Robbins they actually beat veterans two out of the three times. So if you want to look at that, Warner Robbins has kind of had veterans number uh, a little bit. Uh, but those two teams are going to be back and forth. You look at a team like Eagles Landing coming in at number four. Last year was their team to win the state title. But again, Eagles Landing, uh, their kryptonite is the Sweet 16. They can't get out of the Sweet 16. It's crazy. They've had enough talent to make it to a, a Final Four. At the very least, an Elite Eight uh, run over the past couple of years. 
Um, just looking at this, they've gone a, a 115 and 28 in the regular season, but then just three and in the playoffs over the past five seasons, which is just that's that's crazy. And it's not like they were playing him in a bad region or anything like that. They were battle tested. They played in very good regions. They played very good non non region opponents, but they never got the job done. But um, they're really going to be turning to David Thomas, a sophomore who I think is one of the best sophomore guards in the state of Georgia. And then you have A.J. Barnes, who I think is really going to take a, a step forward as a junior. He's going to really provide some big-time uh, production, I think, all across the board for Coach Elliott Montgomery. And then other than that, you got like Woodward at number five. They graduate pretty much everybody except Will Richard, who's going to Belmont. So um, there's a lot of uncertainty. And then you get to the bottom of the poll, like the number 10 spot, that was really difficult for me to uh, decide who's going to open at number 10. I don't know if they're going to stay there. They, they could have a great season. They could climb up the ranks or they could, you know, they could fall out. It could be a boomer bust pick because 5A is just that, that, you know, tough to decipher once you get to the bottom of the pole. And we gave it to Monday's Mill um, to start out the season. Uh, they got a, a couple guys coming back and they did have a, a few transfers move in. Um, so I think Monday's Mill, they, they, they have some interested interesting pieces Noriko Danner is a sophomore um, who's going to have a, a big uptick in production and then you're looking at Christian Welcher uh, a senior that was close to a double double guy last year for coach Dwight Callaway so that's where they get the the nod at number 10 but like I said uh, we could see a lot of teams fill up the bottom of the pole this season let's talk about some of those teams that may um, fill up the bot the bottom of the pole who just missed opening the season in the top 10 who are those teams right on the cusp that you were considering Kyle but um, just need to get a couple games under their belt first yeah I think it's a, a good way of putting it like you said a couple games under their belt uh, defending state champs Dutchtown they're gonna look, look completely different uh, you know all their their big dogs are gone cam Bryant's gone Jermaine Mann's gone both those guys division one players. Uh, and it's going to be a, a young team. Um, Cameron Callahan's coming back with experience. Gary Richardson's seen some playing time. Uh, Cohen Carr, I think he could have a really big breakthrough sophomore season. He's about six foot five, super athletic. Needs to add some weight, but just super bouncy. Once he just gets going and gets in the flow of a game, he can just do a little bit of everything. He's got a chance to be a Division One player just with his athleticism and his skill set as long as it continues to develop. So uh, Cohen Carr and company, I think they could have Dutchtown. Um, you know, they're not going to be what they were last year, 28-4 and four in a state championship team, but I think they could be a team that emerges as maybe, uh, you know, a two or a three seed. Really, it's kind of up for grabs right now in that Region 4, but don't be surprised if you see Dutchtown uh, kind of come on strong because from what I've been told, they've, uh, they've played very well well in the fall league and they have a lot of athleticism so Dutchtown and especially with that great defense they run over there oh coach Griffin I think they could be a team that could kind of surprise some folks and speaking of region four what is the toughest region um you think is going to come out of 5a here in the season yeah it's uh it's quite spread out to be honest with you um Looking at Region 3, at least on paper right now, I think that's what I'm leaning towards. You got number one Tri-Cities in there. You got defending, um, what was it, 4A state champ in Woodward Academy, who looks completely different, like we said. But Woodward's number five. Mundy's Mill is number 10. Um, so I'm looking at them. And, you know, for a, a dark horse team, 
that makes that region even tougher is Forest Park. Forest Park has been bad, been very bad the past couple of years. They were 6-19 and 19 last year, but they have a lot of young talent. I think it's time to come to fruition. Daniel Pounds, 6'7", junior, he's really turned a lot of heads over the offseason. A guy that's a double-double threat, high motor. He's just going to run up and down, rim run, clean up the glass, do a little bit of uh, the dirty work and block some shots. He's going to be very important. you got a 6'4 sophomore, Micah Norris from Kip, coming over, who's got great size on the perimeter, can shoot the outside shot. He's going to really help out. And then you have uh, Jacquez Atkins, who's another really good player, a sophomore, who averaged 16 points per game as a freshman. So there is a nice little young core right there. Forest Park, they do have their top six players expected back from last season's team. Um, So a 6-19 season a year ago, I could see this team being 500 or above with the talent they have. As long as they continue to build, I think Forest Park could be a team that could find their way into the postseason. But you know, it's going to be tough. Monday's Mill, Tri-Cities, Woodward Academy, and I'd be remiss if I don't mention uh, Coach Mailman in Jonesboro, who was 17-11 and 11 last year. Jonesboro is, you know, they've kind of trailed off a little bit. The, the, the usual ebbs and flows, you know, programs aren't supposed to win 25 games every single season. That's not what high school basketball is supposed to be like necessarily. It's supposed to kind of come and go a down year here and there. Uh, but Jonesboro, with that being said, is always a very tough team to play against with their great defense. Uh, so I think Region 3 is a, a pretty competitive region. And, Kyle, how apropos a transition to get us over onto the girls' side of Class 5A, we mentioned Forest Park in Region 3 as maybe a dark horse candidate. And on the girls' side, Forest Park opens up at number 1 after capturing the Class 6A title. They drop down in classification, and they uh, – look poised to stand atop the classification here. Yeah, Forest Park, they are, uh, you know, to open up the year, of course, they do look like the team to beat, and it's going to be it's gonna be tough because, again, everything revolves around Region 3 once again because you got number one, Forest Park, and then you have number two, Woodward Academy, and you even have number eight, Tri-City. So Region 3 is going to be a beast. And you got Saniya Fagan going to South Carolina, uh, six foot four, five star player, reigning Gatorade Player of the Year in Georgia, averaged seventeen ten and uh, almost four blocks per game. She's she's very dominant when she wants to be. She just has to stay focused and keep her motor running uh, because there's not a lot of players that can really compete with her. So she's gonna lead Forest Park. They're gonna they're gonna be good. They're gonna have to replace some players in the backcourt, and uh, I think they landed who they needed to land, Olympia Cheney. Jump ship from Westlake. Uh, she's committed to UT Arlington. Uh, she is over there at Forest Park now, and she had a nice summer. Very good three-point shooter, uh, getting better off the ball as well. Um, so she's going to be a, a key addition. And you know, joining her is uh, Jasmine Stevens, a six-foot-one forward who's been at Forest Park. She's going to Presbyterian. So you have a nice little core right there. They got some youth coming in as well, and then Galissa Knowles. She transferred in from Fayette County. So Forest Park has successfully reloaded. They're going to be tough, but it's it's going to be a war with them and Woodward Academy, considering Woodward Academy does have the size and length that can, you know, at least put up a fight. I mean, you got six-foot, five-star guard Sydney Bowles, averaged 25 and 10 last year and five steals. Just a junior, she's a blue-chip prospect. Uh, I think Sarah Lewis is going to make a tremendous jump her sophomore season at six foot one. 
averaged 11 points and six rebounds, and she's worked on her outside shot. Uh, a really good defender with a really high motor. And then there's just some more size inside. Mackenzie Moorings, six foot two. Um, so there's going to be uh, some uh, great, great battles in Region Three: Forest Park and Woodward Academy. Those two really do look like the top two teams. I wouldn't say head and shoulders above the rest, but I think they're firmly entrenched in the one and two spots to open up the year. And so we go from Region 3 in girls 5A to um, a region that may be the easiest one, and that's where number three Southwest DeKalb resides. Um, And then number four Loganville, five Maynard Jackson, and six fill out the middle part of the opening top ten here. Yeah, Southwest DeKalb, that is a, a beautiful region for Southwest DeKalb to make some hay outside of St. Pius, who's going to be very well coached by Coach Kyle Snipes, one of the uh, feistiest coaches on the sidelines. Ask any referee about him. They know who he is. But he's going to ride his girls to get the most out of them. But outside of South, uh, outside of St. Pius, it's Southwest DeKalb's region to lose. I mean, they have great size inside. Taylor Christmas, I loved what I saw out of the 6'2". Uh, post player over the summer they got ad brownley another big bruiser at 6162 and they got some some length on the perimeter and pride thompson and they got some decent guards coming back and Nia lee lauren bell uh, both players that will see some key minutes so southwest cat they they have the goods to uh really run the table in that region and stay clean and stay near the top of the top 10 and then a team you mentioned, like Loganville at number four, they had some transfers coming in. Rosebone, a, a five foot eleven swingman, can play the power forward or the small forward position. She's going to really help out slotting in next to Janae Charles inside. And then um, Bolden is a, a, a player that I, I really liked over the summer. Uh, I think she has a chance to really improve. A junior wing, Sydney Bolden, good athlete, can go inside and out. Uh, so you're looking at Forest Park, Woodward, Southwest Cab, and Loganville. Those look like a pretty strong top four to me. So now let's take a look at the bottom part of the preseason rankings. Who are those teams at 11, 12, and 13 looking um, from the outside in? Yeah, so there were there were two that I have listed here. I'm looking at Greenbrier out of Augusta. They were 18 and 11 last year. Um, They've had some good teams in the past, not necessarily uh, recently, but it looks like that program is getting back to the level they once were. Uh, they got their top five players coming back. They got a, a sophomore in Trinity Barrow, um, was their best player last year, and they got a, a, a three-man crew of juniors that should really help uh, Greenbrier uh, win some games. So looking at over there in Region 8, they could be able to contend with Loganville. That'll be a really good measuring stick game for them as they, they lock horns. And, you know, looking at everyone else, looking at everyone else in Region 8, I mean, shoot, you got Appalachia was 2-23, and 23, Clark Central 6-18, and 18, Eastside was 14-9, and 9, Jackson County 7-22, and 22, Johnson Gainesville 4-22, and 22, Walnut Grove 4-20. and 20. So Loganville and Greenbrier, they're going to rack up the wins in that region. And don't be surprised if you see Greenbrier crack the top 10. And then one more team is St. Pius, who we mentioned. They do have... Uh, a nice little tandem in sophomore Kelly Stevenson at the guard position, and then junior forward Kate McBride. Uh, I like both of them. McBride's a really good physical uh, forward, blocks out well, does a dirty work, a double-double girl down the stretch for Coach Snipes last year. And, of course, no um, classification discussion would be complete without your dark horse or horses. Kyle? 
Uh, yeah. So just looking at it right now, you know, outside of the top 10, there wasn't a whole lot of teams that jumped out to me. Maybe Harris County just because they have a they have a good program and, you know, veterans was 26 and four last year. But they lose their number one, number two and number five scores including Stacy Jones, who's at Kennesaw State. And then, you know, Wayne County was 24-3 and last year, but they lose Taryn Ward. I believe she's at Georgia Southern now, um, and she was everything for them. So those two teams that traditionally would rack up the wins and take up spots in the top ten, I don't foresee them uh, being there right now. But a dark horse, I don't know if you want to call them a dark horse or not since they are in the rankings uh, but number six cast, they have a chance to be pretty good. I mean, they seen the best of the best last year playing in Region 7. They played Kale, they played Carrollton, they played Rome, they played Villarica. Um, they finished 17 and 9, and they have a, a really a really good player, a real budding star in six foot one junior, Claire Davis, who goes inside and out, point forward, average over 19 points, eight rebounds, two steals, three blocks per game. She's really tough, and then Londacia Smith is a defensive player that stuffs the stat sheet for them. So that that duo right there, and then you have some um, underrated guards in Haley Johnson and Gracie Elkins. Elkins, who comes in from Kell, is a three-point shooter that came off of an ACL surgery, missed her season last year. But you know that's a really nice core four right there, and I think Cass. Um, in that region seven where they're going to be battling Calhoun and Hiram, those look like they're their top two competitors. But I think Cass, uh, I think they have the goods to take that region. And I think they could be a really dangerous team come February and March. Kyle, that will do it for this short podcast on 5A. Um, as always, we thank you for listening. If you're looking for the 7A or 6A breakdown that's been previously posted, 4A through single A will be coming out in the coming days in the same place you're finding this podcast. As always, for further analysis, subscribe to sandyspiel.com. You can find us on Twitter at KyleSandy355 and at SandySpiel. We appreciate you listening. And for a brief moment, on behalf of Kyle, this is Ramin signing off. <laughs>